Welcome to the Pathway Church Podcast, where you'll find fresh messages uploaded weekly. Pathway Church is a Bible-based church located in Peterborough, Ontario, and we're on a mission to reach people far from God and see them become devoted followers of Jesus. We hope that what you hear today will help you to take one step closer to Jesus. Thanks so much for joining us, and if you like what you hear, don't forget to subscribe. We are nine and a half days away from Christmas, I guess. How are we all feeling? You guys doing all right? Surviving through December? Man, I can imagine. Well, that was just amazing to have you guys sharing like that. And that's kind of the life and energy that comes through that. But uh, I can imagine you're feeling a little bit of that stress. I was even, as a parent, my, my one daughter, Leah, was there. I'm like holding my breath, like, please don't say anything about our family. <laughs> right? Some of you other parents feel, yeah, oh. I'm, uh, I'm Andrew, I'm the family pastor here at Pathway Church, and um, this morning, in what we'd hope would be a time of kind of festive joy and, and, and fun festivities and, and sense of calm, I realized the fact that that's not necessarily the case for us that are in the room. And uh, I know that some of your brains are going a mile a minute through December. If you're anything like, uh, like my wife, and maybe there's some moms in the room, that uh, I just, I can't imagine how you keep straight what's going on in your brain. It's like an air traffic control center, just like all the different things that are going, like priorities, gotta keep, with, uh, keep pace with different, um, you know, different parties. We got gifts on schedule, we gotta, we gotta make sure their shipping dates lined up, keep, keep the budget in line, just like, okay, I gotta send out the invites, make sure I don't offend anyone if I miss them. You know, it's just like, Andrew, please stop, right? I know what you're talking about. You feel a little bit stressed, feel a little bit stressed. So quick show of hands, how many of you that's, that's your reality. There's a lot going on, kind of feeling stressed right now. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. I know there's more of you. All right, don't be shy. Well, um, guess what? We predicted that you'd kind of be feeling this way. So we actually have a little gift for you made by, so keep those hands up, made by Pathway Kids the last couple of weeks. Um, no, you tossed me one. All right, we made, just for you, our very own stress balls. All right, all right, just for you. So uh, we're actually going to have the grade one to fives. You guys can grab a few, and uh, they're going to go around and pass them out, okay? Enjoy that gift, all right? Um, You should have seen, talking about stress, you should have seen when we passed out the balloons and the the rice and the flour to all the the leaders and the kids back in Path of Kids. You want to talk about stress? (laughs) There it is. And And then bust out the permanent markers. Yeah. Yeah, no, we, we did that and survived through it. So uh, these are beautiful, beautiful things. I think I even have a picture up for you of what they're intended to look like. Oh, isn't that beautiful? Yeah, just for you. Mine has a candy cane on it. Maybe candy cane. Yeah, I suppose it's candy cane. Awesome. So in the middle of your December reality, you got those shopping lists complete. You got hosting to have preparations made for. You've got family dynamics at Christmas. It kind of feels like this. Everyone's coming and going. It's just, please give me a stress ball. It's like, you got, got to get those sales so you can save money. It's, it's like um, family health. Let's just hold it all together. Take that stress ball. All right. Just chill out. Guys, thanks so much for passing those out. That's amazing. Got a few more. Okay. Oh, nice. Perfect. All right. Well, it's fun to joke about, but I think the reality for us is that 
There's actually a little bit of truth, a little bit of, uh, little bit of uh, depth and punch to that. Because deep down, how many of us would love to have a deep sense of peace at this time, especially in December? We'd love to be experiencing that. But because of different things that are a large part outside of our control, we're facing kind of the chaos of life. Maybe health concerns with diagnoses that we weren't expecting, right? Maybe it's uh, dysfunctional relationships. Maybe, maybe we're dealing in December with the onset of like seasonal depression and other mental health realities. There's things that are kind of outside our control, and we want peace. We long for peace, but we don't quite know how to get it. And, uh, and so the question this morning is, what will bring peace into your life? I'm talking about like lasting peace and wholeness. Not just like, not just like good feels, but I'm talking about lasting peace and wholeness. See, the reality is, and, and I got to, for those of you that are visual learners, um, we're carrying stress. We're carrying stress that we were never meant to carry. But what if today God wanted something for us? He wanted us to give up the stress, our cares, our fears, our worries, and to take part in a gift exchange with God? What if he wanted us to not hold this on ourselves? You guys see that? It's a stress. What if we weren't meant to carry this, but he had something better for us? He had, in place of the stress that we feel, he had peace. He had peace. He had deep, lasting peace for us. See, there actually is a gift exchange that happens in the Christmas story that we're going to find out about, where we give God or have the opportunity to give God our stress. And in exchange, he gives us something that we never deserved, peace. Stress for peace. That's an exchange that God's eager to do. It's a lopsided gift exchange. And, and this morning, we're going to talk about that because that's something that we desperately need. And in December and at Christmas time and nine and a half days away from Christmas and are the presents going to arrive on time? What's going on with my family? How do we get through this? We desperately need peace. And he wants that for us. See, it's in the Christmas story that the gift of peace is given. And we're going to dive into Luke 2. So I invite you to check um, Luke 2 verses, uh, verses 8, whether it's in your Bible or on your device. And we're going to read about a story where peace came into the world. Where peace came into the world. And that's something that we desperately need. And, uh, and he did it in the most surprising way. Now, now, for some of us, we've read this story over and over. It doesn't feel surprising, but it is, it's just crazy. Just crazy. So, so go with me to Luke 2, verse 8. All right? We'll pick it up in verse 8. It says, In the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And let me just pause there. Okay? Before I go any further, I should just explain kind of who these shepherds are. Because... They seem like this far-off group. Like, I don't know too many shepherds around Peterborough. But um, these shepherds are people that you can actually probably relate to because they were themselves a stressed-out group of people. In, in that society, they're, by career, they were kind of, they were kind of like poor, the, the low-life, the, the outcast. They, you know, if you didn't want to take care of sheep at night, you didn't really have a choice because that was, that was your lot in life. You just kind of live in paycheck to paycheck, hope that the sheep doesn't die. You just kind of carry on. Not only that, they're not just, they're not just um, the outcast and the financially strapped. They're, they're part of the Jewish uh, nation of Israel, which is important because at that time, Israel was under oppression by the Roman government. 
you know, there was this thing called Pax Romana, Roman peace, but for them it didn't feel like Pax Romana. It felt like embarrassment. It felt like anger, because I don't know if you've ever been in a country that's just kind of like under tyranny by another one. There's not a lot of like national pride and autonomy. And that's what they were facing. That's what these shepherds, and to top it all off, they're spiritually dry. There hasn't been like a significant word from a prophet of God in over 400 years by this time. So maybe you can relate in one way or another to these shepherds. They're the lowly, the financially strapped, the oppressed, the spiritually dry. Not your picture of peace. So let's pick it up. Verse 9. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Okay, let me just stop there. Stop there. This gift exchange is about to, like, the, the full good news is about to be announced. Now, I don't know if you've ever been part of a gift exchange that feels lopsided, but um, we had a gift exchange in, uh, in youth uh, this past Friday night in, in Quest, guys. I was, uh, I was with them at a house, and we had a gift exchange. There was supposed to be a $5 limit, all right? It's supposed to be a $5 limit. You guys kind of maybe can see where this is going. Well, one of the leaders didn't realize there was a $5 limit, and so he chipped in a $25 gift card. All right? So, uh, of course, you can just imagine these great six to eight guys rolling dice to see kind of who, who gets to trade or who gets to steal. And, of course, if you roll a five or six or whatever it is, three or four, you get, you get to steal the, the gift. So all of a sudden, like, man, they wanted that gift so bad. That was just kind of like this lopsided gift exchange. Hilarious. Someone else had a, a what was it? It was like a, a still in the, in the case VHS uh, from 2000 of Don Cherry. <laughs> so <laughs> pulled it off a shelf or something. It's like, oh, now's the time. Now's the time. This is going to be valuable. Uh, they didn't hardly know what a VHS was, so we had some fun with that. Um, but there's some of you guys like, what's a VHS, right? What is that? There's a lopsided gift exchange, and the angels have just announced this. Bring good news of great joy that will be for all the people. And then verse 12 says this, and this will be a sign for you. You'll find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, and this is, this is the verse I, I want to land on, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace with, among those with whom he is pleased. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Into the reality of the shepherd's stress, their disappointment, their unrest, which maybe you can relate to because of what life looks like right now. Into the reality of that unrest, God announces a new reality. Peace on earth. Through the angels, God announced a new reality. You felt forgotten, but you're not forgotten, you're noticed. You felt on edge, but I'm bringing calm. You felt oppressed, but I'm bringing freedom. You felt like you were the only one there, but I am with you. He brought that new reality of peace. And, and he's saying through the angels, look, I'm God. I'm the creator of the world. I, I established like billions of galaxies out there. I, I, I know what's going on in, the, in a human, human cell, the intricacies of it. I'm 100% good and pure. I've never made a mistake in my existence. I see every thought, word, deed, action, everything that's ever been done, right and wrong. I see it and I'll bring justice to the world. I've had plans 
in place for the world from the beginning of time. Glory surrounds me. That's why it says glory in the highest. He's saying, I'm God, and guess what? I'm here on earth with you. I'm here with peace, and it's for you. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace. You know, you know the one that was promised to you? You can just almost picture the angel saying this, like, you guys know the one that was promised to you in Isaiah 9, 6? For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. Yeah, he's here. He's in a manger. Go check him out. He's a baby. But he's not just a baby. Because the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. You guessed it. Prince of Peace. And the message from the angels to the shepherds is the message that you and I desperately need to hear. On earth, peace. Now, I know what some of your lives have looked like lately. There's been a whole lot more stress than peace. You've been checking in and out of hospitals. You've been checking in and out of hockey arenas. You've been logging in and out of Amazon, checking your bank accounts. It's a, it's a wild ride. But God is here, and he's here with peace, and it's for you. And the fact that God is here on earth is what brings peace. See, he didn't leave those shepherds alone. He didn't leave you and I alone. He didn't leave us for, alone and forgotten. He said this, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and you shall call his name Emmanuel. You guys ever heard that word before? You guys ever heard that word, Emmanuel? Some of you guys? That's a Hebrew word. It means God with us. God with us. And in the minute, uh, we're actually going to have the path of kids that are in uh, grades one to five. They're going to share a song with us to celebrate the fact that God's with us. Celebrate the fact that peace has come. Joy, hope, love has come. Um, but after the song, we're going to pick it back up. And we're going to talk about what to do with this gift of peace. That so often we've left unopened. So I'm going to invite you guys to come on up. Um, and as you listen to the, uh, the words of this song, uh, you're just going to hear it in a new way. And at the end, I really invite you to sing along with us as we sing, uh, Oh, Come, Let Us Adore Him. All right, so they're going to come on up. Well, thanks so much, guys. Really appreciate you. Uh, it takes a lot of courage and bravery, doesn't it, to get up here and big lights on you. Thanks so much. And as the grade one to fives, just grab a seat here and the rest head out. Just want to thank uh, Don and Elizabeth and Sonia and, and Jason for being involved with that. It's amazing. I don't know if you caught the line in that song. It says, hope is here and he's alive, takes our pain and lifts our eyes. And that's what we're talking about, this concept of peace. That fits so well with what we're talking about. That's news that we all need to hear. Hey, question for you. When you guys hear that story from Luke 2, have you ever thought, why did God announce that good news to the shepherds? I mean, of all the people, right? There could have been royalty. Could have been, uh, could have been like the religious leaders and, and the influential people. There, there's like, there could have been press releases and photo ops and big announcements. Um, we just went through a national election. Just feel like every opportunity there was, it's like trying to get a, get a photo op. Why didn't God go that route? Why didn't he go that route? You ever wondered that? I've got a few different ideas for why he maybe did that. Number one, maybe it's to show us that God's peace is a gift. Because those shepherds, 
they had done nothing necessarily to deserve God's love. You can't, you can't earn God's love. In Ephesians 2, it says this, Now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ, for he himself is our peace. Or maybe, maybe he, he announced it to those shepherds, through the angels to the shepherds, like you and I, just, just to let us know that, hey, peace is a gift. Or maybe, maybe it's because he was preparing the day for when Jesus himself would say, I am the good shepherd. And the good shepherd lays down his life for the, for the sheep. Peace in that way. Or maybe it's this, to keep his promise to the shepherd David from so many years before. And we're going to go to Psalm 23, which, which was written by David the shepherd. And when you think about the different things in the Bible that just kind of instill peace, I can't think of a better place to go than Psalm 23. Some of these words, even if you didn't grow up in church, you're probably so familiar with them. It says this, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. Man. You need some restoring your soul? He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. It's just like this picture of, of calm and peace. Maybe that's not what your December is like. <laughs> Mine uh, has not been like that at all, <laughs> which um, is ironic. This is a really personal message for me as I just kind of work through it all. But the Lord is my shepherd, shall not want. And then he goes on and he says this, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. You are with me. That's the key, for you are with me. And then he goes on, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. What's, what's rod and a staff? Like, that's like if a sheep goes off track. If a sheep goes off track, he's got a shepherd's staff, staff to pull him back in. He's just like, he's, he's there. He's ready to guide. He says this, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. It's like even in the middle of your enemies, guess what? I am with you. The Lord is my shepherd. I am with you. I'm there with you in the good times and the bad. Even when you're surrounded by the haters, the opposition, I'm there with you. And um, this morning, there's a lot of different things I could say about stress and peace in that exchange. And I was thinking about maybe addressing, you know, mental health and anxiety because it's something that we desperately need to talk about. Um, two weeks ago in youth, we talked about mental stability, and um, parents need to hear this. Uh, one in three of the teens that were there that night wanted follow-up and conversations about different mental health realities. That's something we're feeling, and this generation that uh, get to work with as a family pastor with the youth leaders, uh, we're stressed. We're stressed. We need peace. I could talk about that, but that's kind of its own thing. We'll leave that for another time. And, and I could say... Um, you know, uh, you know. Hey, here's 15 ways to pursue peace this Christmas, and maybe you've read a blog post about that, or you're on Pinterest and just like, please give me something, something to work off. Of. That's not where I'm going either. Okay? You can check that on your own. What I want to just get at this morning, in the time that I've left, is think about what would bring peace into every single one of our lives, regardless of the circumstances that we're in. What would give us that deep, lasting wholeness? And, and, and David's saying that in Psalm 23, and it's what's announced to the shepherds, that peace is here because I am with you. You might be going through tough times, but God's with you. You may wander off the path, God is with you. You might be surrounded by enemies, everything's going kind of in a different direction than what you hoped, God's with you. 
And this is one of the ideas that I landed on as, as I was thinking about this. It's actually our trust in God's presence that lets us experience God's peace. So it's God's presence that brings peace. Is God present in your life? If he's not present in your life, then there's a good chance you're not going to be experiencing that peace. But when God is in your life, there's peace. Did you know that there can be chaos in the world around you and you still, still experience God's peace? When, when work isn't going well and there's tensions, you can experience peace. When you're at school, grade 1 to 5s or grade 6 to 12s, um, and you're being bullied, there can still be a peace, even though that's not right. It's not right that it's being done to you. There's still peace in the middle of the chaos. When friendships are falling apart, there can still be peace. Have you ever been scared about what might happen to you in the future? Have you ever been scared? Uh, we've, got, uh, we've got some younger kids that were up here, and, and some of you guys are still in the service. Uh, kids get scared easily, don't they? Well, I've got a, the four-year-old Leah that was talking about... Uh, that's funny. She was talking about being at the mall with a tambourine. It's my daughter there. She's like, I'm just too scared. So, um, we, uh, I was talking with her a few days ago, and she's talking about, just in tears, about a nightmare that she had. And she's talking about these monsters. And I'm like, sweetie, like, oh, that's terrible. She's just a puny little thing. And, uh, and, and this summer, uh, I remember one time that, that she was sleeping at night and uh, darkened room, and all of a sudden we just... Sonny and I are in the living room, and we just heard this, like, shriek. I've never heard her scream like that. So I take off running down the hall, and um, I'm like, mu- like s- someone must have, like, jumped through the window or, like, something, like, I don't know, she fell out of a bunk bed or something crazy. So I get there, flick on the light, I, and as I'm coming close, I hear this, like, sounds like a helicopter in the room. Like, it's, it's nuts. Flick on the light, can't quite find anything, and then sure enough, right around her head is flying a June bug. Oh, and so I, I quickly grabbed some Kleenex, gave that sucker a good pinch, <laughs> a little horrifying for, uh, for her and me. Oh, they can they, they have a nice little pop. I don't know if you've ever done that. Yeah. Threw that sucker in the garbage and uh, took the next half hour just calming her down. Like, okay, sweetie, it's going to be okay. <laughs> oh, man, I don't know how it got in there. They must have left the door open. Thing flew in, but... Waited till it was dark before it just like, I don't know if you've heard those before. They just go nuts. So we calmed her down eventually. And what allowed her to sleep in peace eventually was knowing that Sonia and me were in the house with her. That we were there with her. We would protect her. We would keep her safe. We would provide for her. And the same is true of God. It's because God is with us that we don't have to be scared. We don't have to be afraid. He's going to protect us. He's going to care for us. He's bigger. He's in control. We can have peace. Psalm 4 verse 8 says this, I will lie down and sleep in peace, for you alone make me dwell in safety. I'll lie down and sleep in peace, for you alone make me dwell in safety. See, sometimes all we can think about is the the scary things in our lives, the June bugs, the monsters, the different things. I'll never forget that. Um, but God's with us in the middle of what we're going through. Our problems seem so big, then we realize how big God is. And when Jesus eventually grew up, he wasn't a baby anymore, he shared these words with his disciples from John 14, verse 27. He said this, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. 
Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. What's he saying there? It's common for everyone in the world to be feeling anxious about what's going on around them. You know, there's no shortage of bad news out there. What he's saying is, I'm going to give you peace. I'm going to leave peace with you. God, who entered into the world as a human through incarnation, brought peace to us. And it's a lasting peace. And even when Jesus ended up leaving the world, he, you know, he shared that message to his disciples saying, I'm, I'm going away. I'm going to prepare a place for you. He didn't just leave us on our own. He's still with us. He left the Holy Spirit to be our comforter. And God is with us in the middle of this. Does that mean the bad things, the tough things won't happen to you? Of course not. So what's the takeaway? Okay, what's the takeaway for you and I in December? What do we actually do with this idea that God is with us? Well, I just want to share two thoughts with you. No matter your reality, remember God is with you. All right? Just that thought, just keep it at the front of your mind. Take, take courage from that. When your loved one isn't doing well, I know what, you can get caught up in that. And, and I, I'm caught up in that when I, when I look around me. But God's with you. Just remember that. Look back on the memories of the previous year and think about how God has been faithful. When I was a kid growing up, we had a tradition on every New Year's Eve where we'd all sleep in the living room. I don't know if you guys have different Christmas, Christmas Eve, uh, sorry, New Year's Eve traditions. And we, we spread out the, the blankets and the sleeping bags and all that, and we'd bust out the, uh, the photo albums. Anyone still have like a, like a hard copy photo album? Yeah, all right, okay. Uh, right now we're moving to Shutterfly and all the digital stuff and all like that, but as a kid, we'd bust out these pictures, and I'd see my dad when he was like, 20 and i'm like oh what happened to your hair please um and uh and we look at that but as a way to look back on the different seasons of life and it's so now our family's kind of adopted that tradition and we sure we have like you've got google photos that kind of gives you a fancy little video of the past year and you've got different things and we still do photo books but we take time to look back at what happened through the winter what happened through the spring what happened through the summer the fall right now what are we going through because there's crazy things that we've been through, good times, bad. And if you look at those pictures, just remind yourself God is with you. And, and, and secondly, no matter your reality, pursue the God who's with you. Maybe you feel like you're far from God right now, all right? And you're just, you're just it's like, where do I even begin to feel God's presence? Take a step towards him. Just, just a simple little prayer. Talk with him. Maybe you feel like you're maxed and stressed out and it's weak. It's like hard enough to just take a deep breath. Just, just slow down. Invite God into that. Pursue relationship with him. Maybe, maybe for some of you, the reason that you're not experiencing peace is because you haven't let the God who ruled the world rule your heart. And if you want peace to rule in your life, you're going to have to let God rule in your life. Because you, you, you can't have peace without God. So pursue the God who's with you. Brothers, for those of us, it's, it's, we've made, already made that step to just trust our lives to Jesus. And now the next step is baptism. Or, or it's joining a life group in January when there's an on-ramp. Or it's, it's uh, you know, just joining a, a Bible reading plan or doing something like that. Um, maybe it's taking time as a family in devotions just to spend time to pursue God together. That's not something that happens by accident. We have to actually take a step. You actually have to pursue the God 
is with you. In a second, I'm going to invite, uh, actually, I can, I'll invite them right now for the youth band that you saw kind of in that screen. They're going to come up, and they're going to close um, with a song. But as they, as they get ready, I'm just going to tell a story because my two-year-old son, Lucas, um, probably two months ago, he was sitting at the, at the kitchen table, and he just started singing, I'll stop all negotiation. And, like, actually... Like, I don't know a two-year-old that knows the word negotiation, but he was, he was saying, I'll stop all negotiation. And we're like, perfect. He's not going to, like, fight with us about food. Like, finally, we got through to him. And then later on, he's, he's going down to sleep, and he's, he's singing these words, I will sleep in the Father's hands. I will sleep in the Father's hands. Like, what is he singing? And all of a sudden, we realized he's singing the song bigger than I thought. And the bridge says this. I will rest in the Father's hands. Leave the rest in the Father's hands. In a second, the band's going to be playing that song, and I'll invite you to stand, and we'll sing it together. But what's so powerful about that is that God is bigger than your fears, than your cares, than worries, than the stress in your life. And when we remember who God is, and when we pursue a deeper relationship with God, that's when we have peace in our hearts. And that's worth singing about. That's worth... uh, with everything that we have. Let me pray, and then we'll sing together. God, thank you for the God that you are. Thank you that you're here with us, here in Peterborough, here in our homes, here in in our hearts. We invite you into this December crazy. We invite you to use us. Let us live our lives fully for you, God. We want more of you, more of your rule, more of your peace. In Christ's name, amen. Thanks for listening to the Pathway Church Podcast. If you'd like to reach out to us, go to our website, pathwaylife.com. And as always, don't forget to subscribe. See you next week.